today I'm talking with Jeff Lewis and Mark Livernoy with Epic Trust Financial Group LLC in Richland, Washington. Epic Trust is a full-service financial firm offering financial services for both individuals and businesses in the Tri-Cities, Washington area and a little beyond. And with us this morning in, well, it's not a studio, but the conference room, we have Nathan Burt. We're going to turn our focus a little bit today, not so much on investments as heavily, but really talking about taxes and how our investments impact our taxes and some of the programs that uh, we can dip into into our retirement as well. That's right. So today we get to welcome uh, my business partner, Nathan Burt, with us. We're really excited to have you, Nathan, on the show today and uh, and to talk a little bit about taxes. Uh, Nathan is a CPA. He's been with us, uh, or I've been working with Nathan for several years prior to uh, joining forces with him uh, in mid-2020, and we've been having a good time uh, for several years working together, and I just really appreciate his expertise and knowledge when it comes to all things taxes. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about taxes in retirement today for uh, most of our clients that are nearing or in retirement and uh, those preparing for retirement and what we can do to kind of plan ahead for some of those inevitable changes that we're going to go through. Uh, and Mark, you were sharing sharing earlier a little bit about um, what experiences people have when they get to retirement and realize, oh crap, taxes are actually a big deal. Do you want to share that? Yeah, taxes are uh, a huge deal as we, as all of us know, when people get you know, to where you want it to be. I've been working for 30 years or whatever it is, and, and all of a sudden I have this money or the stream of income, and the tax thing never went away, you know, the tax question or the tax burden. And um, as a firm, what we do is take all the different options that are available, and the last couple of or the podcasts that we have been doing have been talking specifically about investments, but taxes mean just as much or maybe even more so than the strategies that we're using on the investment side because at the end of the day, Uncle Sam's gonna want his cut, right? I mean, just there's no way to get around it. So there are a lot of different strategies to mitigate that hit. Um, one of the ones that we always talk about with clients is either a Roth IRA account or converting money that you have already have in an IRA to a Roth IRA account. And if for those who uh, are not familiar, and I think every, most everybody is, a Roth account allows you to put money that you've already pay, paid tax on and put it into an IRA account and never pay tax on that money again, which is uh, a, a very unique strategy that we can use for clients. And the other thing is, is when you pass away and your children or your spouse inherits that money, they don't pay tax on that money either. So um, very, uh, it's a very useful tool, not only for income, but sometimes for um, passing money on to the next generation, it can be a tool for that as well. It's always uh, something that we always talk about with a client, a Roth IRA um, or converting a Roth IRA or from they're taking distributions from your regular IRA and converting it to a Roth that can offer significant uh, tax benefits down the road. Uh, when you look at, let's say for example, we were talking before we started, we have uh, clients with five, six, seven, eight hundred thousand, or maybe a million dollars, and they retire, take the lump sum, take the rollover. They've got you know in that area of of uh, IRA assets. And when we talk about the investment side, if you're going to in if you're going to roll out of your account and you're sitting there day one from retirement with 
anywhere between six, eight hundred thousand and a million. Just think of the numbers. If you live on average 25 years and we can get you a decent rate of return, it's just a market rate of return, that money will double at least once during your lifetime. So think of having 600 to a million over the next 20 years that turns into 1.2 or well over $2 million. Well, we all know that we have to take money out of an IRA account at a certain age and at 72, and we were talking about this this morning, you're going to be taking somewhere around 4% of that amount at retirement when you're forced to. So that's a significant amount of money if you're looking at 800,000 to a million to $2 million. And guess what? When that happens, it may happen that it's going to force you to be in a higher tax bracket when you're forced to take money out than when you were at the beginning of your retirement. And we have to think about these things that we were taught 20 years ago. We will always be in the lower tax bracket when we retire. The reason why I'm deferring as much money as possible into a 401k is because I know I will be in a lower tax bracket at retirement. Well, and this is the way things work, unfortunately, you become so successful in saving money that it actually hurts you in terms of a tax, right? You're going to be in a 15 or 20 some percent tax bracket at the beginning of retirement. You defer that 401k distribution and guess what? You're doing four or five percent of a very large number. You just found out, boom, you know, tax team comes in and says, well, you're now in the 22 or 25 percent bracket. What? What are you talking about, right? I have to pay higher taxes? Yeah, well, right. uh, worse than that, though, is not just the higher tax bracket. It ends up being the uh, the extra penalty that you have to end up paying on your Medicare premiums. So Medicare premiums are also based on the amount of income that you have. And so for those that are above 150000 185000 $200,000 in income, that starts changing dramatically the amount of money you have to pay for your Medicare uh, in retirement. And it's not just a little number. We're talking about the difference of like $180 a month for Medicare to $450 a month for Medicare. And that doesn't include your Medicare supplements. That's just Medicare Part A. And so not only are you potentially paying a lot more in taxes, you're also paying a lot more in a surcharge premium on just your Medicare tax. Uh, or on your Medicare premiums that you have to pay for. So so having larger income or being forced into larger income brackets later on in life, like in your 70s, could be somewhat detrimental to you from a tax perspective. Uh, Nathan, what do you end up seeing when you're filing these tax returns for clients in their uh, early retirement years versus their mid-retirement years when it comes to, to taxes? Yeah, well, thanks for thanks for having this boring old bean counter on this exciting financial show. <laughs> You're about the least boring bean counter I've met in my life. So yeah, it's funny we have we have clients who are surprised. Um, there's some who are surprised that Social Security is taxable at all when they've been paying their whole lives and they considered it a tax when they were working decades ago. Uh, and now all of a sudden, uh, after hearing through the rumor mill that Social Security is not taxable, they they file their tax return the first year after receiving Social Security and say, what, I've got to owe money this year? And they end up owing a few thousand dollars because they didn't realize that Social Security is going to be taxable, uh, mostly because their retirement uh, distribution pushed their Social Security uh, taxability up so that they're owing some money. And so 
sometimes they will withhold on their pension uh, intuitively thinking well that obviously that's taxable but not realizing that their their 401k or their pensions so high that uh, that their social security becomes taxable too and it's not like they have a huge pension or a massive 401k uh, but once you get about about to 45,000 or so in a 401k distribution or a pension your social security is 85% taxable so I also have some clients who are surprised just by the amount of income they have in retirement like Mark was saying they've saved so well over the years that they have a large balance in their 401k or IRA and so uh, a couple years ago when Jeff and I were first talking about the the benefits of, of merging and coordinating client work um, we, we realized that there'd be a lot of benefits but this has been I think a really nice client experience where we have financial advisors literally walking out their door and down the hall to the CPA's office with the client's permission and saying hey I've got client Jane Doe this is her age this is what her balance is in her 401k or IRA what do you think about taking X amount of dollars out in a Roth conversion to lower her future taxes and and I don't think we really thought about very well in the past just on the tax side the other implications like the increased Medicare costs and so it's been nice to have a more holistic side uh, or a perspective on the tax side, uh, putting your brains together with the financial planners, considering those other non-tax issues like the increased Medicare expense and figuring out ways to lower that through getting money into the Roth accounts. Yeah, I've only had that happen twice on me where we've done, uh, you know, distributions or we, where we've had distributions from retirement accounts uh, uh, and it's forced the client into higher Medicare premiums and it, it hits you like two years later it doesn't come right away and so you get this letter in the mail from Medicare that says hey by the way you made too much money two years ago now your premiums are $450 a month or something crazy and uh, and we've had some really fun conversations about that with at least two clients and and I hate that conversation it's no no fun at all really I'm being facetious yes yeah, so some some clients are aggressive with Roth conversions and they just say I want to get everything out of the taxable account in a non-taxable account and that'll push your income up high as well impacting Medicare but you can you can fill out some paperwork and send it to Medicare saying that this was a one-time or uh, a one-time event and ask for a, a reconsideration and they'll lower it back in the next year awesome I haven't had any success doing that you have mm -hmm. oh that's good to know because because uh, we've we've attempted that on both these cases and we did not get uh, the all-clear on it from Medicare yeah really it it kind of focuses on the ability for the firm to take a holistic uh, snapshot of the client uh, situation and in and, and uh, Nathan and I are working with a couple of clients that were we're doing this right now is as what we do is we'll review client accounts and we'll say what if you know um, we'll use some software to do some extrapolations out a couple of years on what an account may look like and then um, Nathan and I will talk about a client and hey what about this situation and we are going to clients and we're saying we we feel that you should probably take X amount amount out of the IRA and do a conversion and these are the reasons why because we're trying to save you taxes down the road and effectively you're paying the same rate on the excess distribution but you're and I always talk to clients about this you're all you're doing is you're putting from one pocket to the other pocket you still own the pocket you still own the jacket right 
we're just going to take it out of that every time I touch it, Uncle Sam is in that pocket too, to the pocket where you're the only hand in that pocket and you control when that money comes out. And if you want to take some money out for something and not pay tax on it, or your spouse or your children, right? Those are the things that we, uh, and it's, it's a it's a often used word, holistic, but we are taking these type of things into consideration when we're talking with clients. It happens all the time. Yeah, another situation where we do quite a bit of planning uh, is around the social security piece of retirement. And when we want to take or decide to take, uh, social security does matter quite a bit. Uh, and we can usually affect the tax situation based on how much income we're creating out of our accounts earlier on in retirement versus delaying that social security paycheck. Uh, one situation where this uh, client decided uh, he wanted to roll over all of his IRA account into a Roth IRA account, and it was a little more aggressive than, than I thought I would be, um, but I, I understood his point. that He wanted to make his estate simpler for his beneficiaries uh, so that they wouldn't have to deal with uh, income taxes upon his death. It's probably a little more benevolent than I would be, I think, for my kids. But <laughs> I'm I, happy if they pay the tax. I, I made the money. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I understood his point. I, I thought it was, uh, at least I thought it was thoughtful. Well, I think that also brings up an interesting point, though, about how much typically you would want to even consider looking at a Roth conversion for. And in most cases, we wouldn't recommend that you convert 100% of your pre-tax IRA or pre-tax 401k money over to Roth, simply because it usually isn't necessary. Having some diversification in what taxes you pay or how you pay your taxes and what accounts uh, your income comes from uh, is in a lot of ways just as valuable as uh, the calculations ahead of time just to decide how much we should be putting in there. So, you know, if you have $20,000 a year coming out of your IRA that's taxable and $20,000 a year coming out of your Roth IRA that's not taxable, it's tax-free, and another $30,000 a year coming from your Social Security uh, paycheck, you know, that's a pretty decent income for most of our clients. And that's enough that most uh, could live on very, very comfortably. Um, so you wouldn't need to re convert 100% of your retirement accounts over to Roth in order to stay in a very low tax bracket uh, collectively across the board. We just need to look at potentially doing some of it and seeing if that makes sense for you. Uh, I think it's, uh, in Jeff, you just talked about diversification. On the investment side, we talk about diversification of types of investments. And then we, we talk about when you get to the income side, there should be some diversification of, of sources of income. And a lot of times we're talking to younger clients about this, especially when they start a 401k or they have a 401k and they come in and say, should I put it into the IRA side or should I put it into the Roth side? And what I talk to clients about is like, well, I'll tell you what I do and what my wife does. And we both do both. We take advantage of the today taxability of deducting the contribution. But we also say, yeah, let's pay the tax on it today and use the Roth account. So when we get to retirement, we're not only diversifying our portfolio amongst different things, but we're also diversifying our sources of income, you know, again the ability to decide year on year on year how much do i need what are my what's my what are my projections what do i think i need and part of the what i th think i need is after tax right what do i need after tax 
I'll talk to clients and I'll say, hey, I need $10,000 for whatever reason. And the question that always trips up a client is, is that $10,000 before or $10,000 in your hand? And the clients usually like stop. Okay, what does that mean? It's like, well, it, because this is all taxable money, we gotta pay a we gotta pay a fee, we gotta pay a tax, we gotta pay something to get that money out. Do you want it now, or do you want to wait and talk to Nathan at the end of the year and say, well, I gotta write a check for this because I didn't pay it? Because I didn't pay my taxes when I took the money out. That's right, <laughs> right. And and 99.99 percent of the time, clients are saying, no, I let's let's pay the tax. You know, so. If you want to, te- if you want ten thousand dollars, well, that really means you're taking out eleven thousand something, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. One of the most awkward moments of my whole career was when uh, this client came to me at the end of the year. She had taken out a lot of money out of her IRA to buy some land to to retire in Idaho with, and uh, cool. their financial planner didn't didn't tell them about the tax, they, oh, and so. Geez. It was twenty or thirty. I mean, maybe with the penalty, it might have been thirty-five thousand dollars that right. she wasn't expecting to pay, and right. and so we spent a lot of time talking about it and what are the next steps and how to pay it off, and uh, it, it was awkward for her and awkward for me. And, and yeah, I think a good financial planner is going to talk about what do you need after tax, both when you take distributions early and later in life. Yeah, unfortunately, you get to be the bad guy to start with in that situation, too, even though right. you didn't create the problem. Yeah. Oh, good times. You always have chocolate and, and tissues in your office as a tax person. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, good times. There's usually two or three different strategies or income timing approaches that we can take with a client uh, or distribution approaches we can take with a client that will... Uh, produce a result that's favorable to them, where they don't run out of money, where they enjoy the retirement that they're expecting to, and life is pretty good. Um, but if you miss it and you get the wrong ones, or you uh, you know take too much money out earlier, you wait too long to take money out, or you overspend dramatically, you know all those things can really be detrimental to your financial situation in retirement, where you may end up running out of money really, really early, and you're gonna live on Social Security for the rest of your life and that's it because you've spent all your money and unfortunately I have seen that happen to some folks as they've come on board and kind of asked us to uh, put a miracle on board for them and there's there's just no way to make up for overspending sometimes it's really important that as we get into uh, the spending phase of retirement that if you're on that line of you know how if I spend money improperly or if I take money out of my accounts in the wrong order, I could be in dire financial straits much, much earlier than I would normally expect to be or need to be uh, later on. And so it's just really important that you get your financial figures taken care of and looked at and double checked early on in your retirement years and preferably much more earlier than that. Like we can we can set you up and help you be way more financially fit uh, earlier on if we have more time to work with instead of just coming to us when it's time to retire. Uh, but but you know, if, if you're facing retirement and you need to know for sure that you're doing it right and that you are uh, not gonna spend money improperly or you're not gonna take out of your money out of your accounts in, in an uh, order that would actually mess you up down the road, uh, from either a tax perspective or just a running out of money perspective, then um, that's when you really ought to get some help from a professional like us or anybody else that can that you trust 
uh, to be able to help you make those calculations. Right. Well, uh, and, and for those of uh, you who are out there who have who already worked with us, you know that uh, when we first engage a client or they engage us as their planning uh, uh, company, uh, we'll send out a packet. And inside that packet is a budget sheet. And you can pretty much tell how, how um, dedicated a client or a potential client is, is if, if it's been filled out um, completely. And, and if it's not filled out completely, it doesn't mean that they're not committed. It's just one of those things where how often do people actually look at a budget? Um, how, many, you know, how many out there actually have a monthly budget and set up accounts? Uh, one of the techniques that I use for clients is wherever your, wherever your banking relationship is, you can have a checking account or you can have a savings account and you can have sub savings underneath the original savings account. And I'm telling you this because this is something that my wife and I have done for 30 years. Now, in the old days, we actually used the envelope. It was called the envelope system. And we would have an envelope for the telephone bill and this and that and this and that. And we would put the envelope with cash in a freezer. And people say, why would you do that? I was like, because in a house fire, the freezer doesn't burn, right? So that was a long time ago. But now what we do and we, we, we have clients think about is at your financial institution, have a sub-savings account for every one of your monthly bills. Now, I know that's really kind of pushing the pencil to all the figures, right? But what it does is, especially if you're planning and hopefully it's like, okay, now I'm going to retire tomorrow. But like you said, Jeff, if it's in advance, then you have your charter bill, your cell phone bill, your insurances, your taxes, your monthly mortgage payment, whatever those things happen to be. And it is a very difficult thing to start. It is not easy, right? I mean, if, if you're not coming from that kind of putting the pencil to the paper, but if, if you can force yourself to do that on a monthly basis, after six months, you can't imagine how, how much of a, uh, of a burden is lifted off of a client's shoulder because then you get a handle on your monthly cash flow. Why do I talk about that? Because when, the, when a client comes to us and says, I have this pot of money and I don't, I, I, I'm not really sure how much I, I need, like what's your nut, I don't really know. Well, then we go back to, do you have a budget? And, and really it's, I don't wanna say it's simple as that because it's not simple, but these things are hard. They're not easy. And if you're lucky enough to have instituted a self-discipline where, you know, here are my, here are my bills and I'm going to pay this off, um, it's, a lot, it, it's a much easier experience. It's easier to plan, right? It's much easier to plan to say. And what I do with clients is I'll call a client on a phone or have them in the office and ask questions, you know? Is this what you really spend? And it's not one of, it's not coming from judgmental it's just asking questions, right? If this is what you spend your money on, that's fine. Yeah, it, we don't care what you spend. Yeah, your money we're on. we're not here to tell you that you should or you shouldn't. If that's your lifestyle, then that's your lifestyle. So we try to plan for the lifestyle that you have or the lifestyle that you're looking at when you get to retirement. And this kind of folds into Social Security as well because everyone has biases, right? We're going to talk about bias and so forth, but in terms of a planning bias. If you think of Social Security, um, in terms of a planning bias, the way that I think about Social Security is this pot of money. 
this money has been filled by yourself and your employer for X amount of years, and this is going to give you an annuity or it's going to give you a stream of income. The bias is, what is the best way to get the most money out of that pot? Do I take it early or do I take it later? Do I defer? Do I take? And there's no right answer, correct? But our bias is, is to get the most of that bag of money as possible. And for many people, not everyone, but for many people is to defer for that 8% growth every year in that income. It doesn't work for everyone. It goes back to your individual situation, longevity in your family, longevity for your spouse. What does your budget look like? So I think most people understand this whole process is not a one size fit all exercise. Every client is different. Every situation is different, right? You have people who are great at saving and people who are not so great. I think one of the phenomena, I'll use this, that word phenomenon, is that divorce in this, in this country is happening later and later in life. So you see a couple that had been married for 20 or 30 years, kids are gone, they're just at the point where they are going to retire, and then somebody wants out. And that is really hard, right? I mean, that's, that's a planner's nightmare because it's a nightmare for both people. And again, it goes back to planning early and one of those things, the distribution curve, things that could happen, right? There could be a, a, a death before retirement. It could be a death right after retirement. It could be a divorce just after retirement, just before. And those types of situations need to be communicated to whomever you're working with, whether it's Jeff, whether it's myself, whether it's Nathan, that because the more that we know about a specific situation and can put some contingencies for that, again, we're not judgmental. We're not trying to tell you that you should do A or B. It, it, part of our job is to use the tools in the toolbox. And that's why we have uh, integrated uh, financials uh, company here that does the insurance, that does the investments, and also does the taxes. That is so true. And I know there's so much more that we can talk about in regards to taxes and, and businesses, if you have a business and how that impacts retirement. And there's a lot of different aspects that we can continue our conversation next week on uh, discussing taxes and how that impacts retirement and your long-term investments. We hope you will join us at that point as well. Until then, if you have questions or if you want to talk to Jeff or Mark or Nathan about your taxes or your investments, you can reach out to them through email. Contact Mark, M-A-R-C, at epictrust.com. You can also reach out to them through the website, epictrust.com, and find more information there as well. Investments and financial planning services are offered through Epic Trust Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Investments should be considered within your overall plan, risk tolerance, and financial needs. Participation involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Tax advice and accounting services are provided by Epic Tax Solutions, LLC. Insurance product are offered by Epic Insurance Solutions, LLC, and guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability to the issuing company and are not guarantees offered by Epic Trust Financial Group, LLC, or its affiliated companies. Epic Trust Financial Group, LLC, is not a chartered bank, 
trust company, or depository institution. Speakers who are not identified as members of Epic Trust are expressing their own opinion and their statements should not be considered as reflecting the views of Epic. Third-party speakers and the host are not subject to FINRA regulation regarding conflicts and disclosure, and the listener should be aware that they may have a financial interest in or other conflicts of interest with any companies discussed. Any opinions expressed herein are statements of Epic's judgment on this date and are subject to change without notice. This recording is the copyrighted property of Epic Trust. No part of this recording may be reproduced or used without written permission.